It was the mid-1940s in America. World War II was coming to an end. So you think of swing music, big bands, and singing siblings. In 1945, the number one hit was Rum and Coca-Cola by the Andrews Sisters. If you ever go down Trinidad, they make you feel so very glad. But climbing to number 22 on the charts was a curious song called The House I Live In. What is America to me? Written by two avowed leftists. A name, a map, or a flag I see. A certain word, democracy. The music was by Earl Robinson, who'd written Ballad for Americans. And the words were by Lewis Allen, who'd made jazz history with the Billie Holiday vehicle, Strange Fruit. Lewis Allen, by the way, was the pen name for Abel Mirapol, who would later become known as the adoptive father of the children of Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, charged with espionage and executed in 1953. So the song had a kind of radical pedigree, which at the time was not at all surprising. I remember that the song came out in a period of kind of popular front euphoria after World War II. Henry Foner is a retired union leader and teacher. You know, we had been together in the fight against fascism, and I kind of linked the song with this period. The house I live in comes out of a very different political world where there is a real left in the United States. John Wiener teaches American history at the University of California at Irvine. And lots of Hollywood people are uh, excited about this, and the Communist Party is excited about this, too. The slogan on Mad- at Madison Square Garden as you went in at one of the rallies would be, Communism is 20th century Americanism. And that was very much a theme during this period. A house I live in, a plot of earth, a street, a grocery... The house I live in had actually been written in 1942 and had kicked around for a couple of years, sung by its composers at rallies and in union halls. All races, all religions... And then it was discovered by one Frank Sinatra. All races and religions who at the time traveled in progressive circles. Sinatra's recording of the song and an Axel Stordahl arrangement put the house I live in on the map. It became positively mainstream. It's not only a song, it's made into a short movie starring the most famous pop singer of the day. Do you know what this wonderful country is made of? And that's about as big as you get in American popular culture. It's made up of a hundred different kind of people. So they rose to the top with their message of tolerance, but not without frustration. Michael Maripol, the eldest adopted son of Abel Maripol, heard stories throughout his childhood from his father. He went out of his way to tell me about a verse that Paul Robeson sang that wasn't sung on the, you know, the usual uh, sort of Frank Sinatra-type versions of it. There was a verse about whites and Negroes living together that wasn't sung. The house I live in, my neighbors white and black. The people who just came here are from generations back. They allowed the words, all races, all religions, that's America to me. But it was very vague, you know, it was generalized. But when he specifically writes, my neighbors white and black, then it's goes too far for World War II America. The goodness everywhere. So I know a lot of you can understand how thrilled I was recently to turn out a movie short about tolerance. Frank Sinatra went on the radio in 1945 to promote the film. 
Soon after, he accepted a special Academy Award for the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Murphy. Ladies and gentlemen, briefly, I'd like to say that it's a wonderful house we all live in, and I hope that very soon we can make more pictures like the house I live in, which will bring the same message. And that message, of course, it can't but be that said was not no to be. It's 1945 when the short movie wins the Academy Award. In 1947, the House Committee on Un-American Activities, HUAC, we call it, comes to Hollywood to investigate communist infiltration of uh, the entertainment industry. And sure enough, everybody associated with this song is also associated with the Communist Party. The people who wrote the song, the people who made the movie, and Although Frank Sinatra himself is not a member of the Communist Party, these are people he's worked with, he's friendly with. And they were now all presumed un-American. Even Frank Sinatra is named before HUAC 12 times as some sort of uh, communist sympathizer, fellow traveler, pinko dupe. And I guess that in itself would be ironic enough, but there's more. Sinatra became an ardent Democrat and sang the song at Stevenson rallies in the 50s. So here's a song that had been a, a communist song of the 40s, now is a Democratic Party song of, of 1956. And then he became a Republican, who was invited to the Nixon White House in 1973. And what does Frank Sinatra sing for Richard Nixon? He sings, The House I Live In. And how does Nixon react? We're told that Nixon smiled and tapped his toes. In 1986, he sang it for the Reagans in front of the Statue of Liberty. According to Michael Maripol, so much had happened by that time, it was a different song. It had started out to be a song about hopes for America. The fact that the author believed that this is a what ought to be rather than a what is was completely lost. Certainly was lost on the people in the Nixon White House and the Reagans, and Frank Sinatra himself, for God's sake, he was no longer the same guy he was back in the 40s. That's America. Nothing is the same now as it was in the 40s. Things change and come around again. Since September 11, the film The House I Live In has become a staple on a popular classic movie channel. And the song has been recorded by Michael Feinstein, who plans to give the proceeds from the recording to 9-11 rebuilding efforts. And rum and Coca-Cola hasn't been heard of since. For WNYC, I'm Sarah Fishko. If you ever go down Trinidad...